up, what up, what up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Anybody Listening. Are you guys still listening? Are my true fans still listening? I'm just kidding, guys. What's going on? Uh, Happy Sunday. Today is June 6th. I might sound a little different. I might sound maybe with a slight echo. I don't know. Maybe a little bit more uh, resonance. If that's a word, I don't know if I'm using it correctly. But anyway, um, I'm coming to you from my bedroom. I'm recording. I kind of now have a little official, an unofficial studio space here. What, what? Um, This past weekend, this past whole week, to be honest with you, has been very, very boring. So I'm going to apologize if this is a boring episode. Not a whole lot um, of stuff has happened. Not, not okay. So not it's not saying that not not a lot of stuff has happened. It's not a lot of stuff that's happened that really has my interest, um, or really has like anything important to me per se, or that I feel like I I'm educated on a topic or you know I can really go in depth on a lot of stuff. So this whole week was really boring. Plus I just been doing door DoorDash nonstop. Uh, so I don't I haven't really been on my phone. I haven't really kept up with stuff going on. I've kind of just seen stuff here and there because I don't get on my phone until like, like I'll get on my phone like in the mid afternoon, like one, two, three ish. And then I, I hop online to do DoorDash till about 10, 11 o'clock at night, come home, eat dinner, watch some TV, use the restroom. And then that's usually, yeah, when I use the restroom and then go to bed, I'm on my phone at like, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And then that's when I see stuff. So if I haven't responded to anybody or texted anybody, um, responded to Snapchats, Messenger, post, tag, tweets, whatever, I apologize. I'm not ignoring you. I'm just, I'm not on my phone a whole lot here recently. Um, So forgive me for that to be cool. But anyway, um, back to what I was originally saying. Um, Yeah, I built a desk. Um, I built a desk from Ikea that I actually bought the two days after the wedding. Yeah, I bought it last year. And I bought this desk for Leslie because um, Leslie's obviously work from home. She's been work from home this whole pandemic. And at the time when she first went work work from home, they gave her two desktop computers. So, and she was just working at the dinner table and I felt really bad because it was all this stuff there. And then when she would make food, you know, when we'd be eating there, she was like, damn it. Like there's all this stuff all over the table and she got really disorganized and she hated it. So I was like, Hey, you know what? Cause you know, obviously our honeymoon, we couldn't do anything. So we just had a little staycation. And, um, you know, when nobody told me how much money we would have been making off of the wedding, so we made, you know, we used some of the wedding money and we went and bought some new furniture. Uh, and one of the pieces of furniture I bought was a desk because I wanted to, oh shit, actually just looking at this, I just fucked up. I just realized something I didn't notice earlier. Anyway, um, but yeah, I bought Leslie this desk and I was going to put it in the bedroom. And when it was there in Ikea, the display, I was all like, yeah, this looks like it will fit right perfectly in this corner. Because in our old apartment, we just had this corner that had nothing in it. It was just, well, Leslie had some clothes and stuff piled up in it. But I was like, hey, we can really put this space to good use. And I can build a desk. That way you can work directly in the bedroom. 
bought the desk, took out the main piece, like the main desk part of it. And yeah, lo and behold, it was way too big for, for that corner and stuck out and it was going to touch the bed and everything. So I was like, fuck. So couldn't, couldn't build the desk. So, um, now because I start my new job tomorrow, so I'm pretty excited for that, but I got an email because it said it was going to be half work from home, half, you know, work in the office for training. And then also too, for the production schedule, I was just going to be like, Hey, you know what? I, you know, I would prefer to get out of the house. I would work at the office and granted I live not even five minutes away from, from the call center. So I'd be like, fuck it. I would just go, go work there. And then Leslie can just be work at home. Because my schedule, my my initial, my actual production schedule, like I said, is going to be 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. So it's like if I work from home, there's going to be a small three-hour interlap of where Leslie and I are both working. But so, yeah, so the first week of training, excuse me, the first week of training is all going to be work from home. And I have my laptop that I can, you know, do, excuse me, do Microsoft Teams through or Zoom or whatever. God damn it. You know, I keep, I have like the hiccups or something. Anyway, but yeah, I have my laptop that I can be on to take notes and to do stuff. Um, but I was always wondering like, man, like how am I going to like when I hit the actual production schedule, what am I going to use? So lo and behold, um, when they sent out the email to get everybody ready for the first day, it said that um, the first week we'd be picking up our work from home equipment. So I'm like, oh, shit. One, I don't know what all I'm going to grab. More than likely, it's probably going to be two desktops. Just because, I mean, all my experience of working in call centers, you always get two desktops or two monitors. So I'm like, shit, I'm going to need fucking space to do that. And yesterday, I was just bored out of my fucking mind. I did DoorDash from about 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock, 8.15, um, because that's usually when it dies down. So I was like, guy, you know what? It's Saturday night. I want to go home. Leslie's getting done wrapping up DoorDash 2. I want to go home and see if we can do something, you know, we had a homemade meal, uh, which is very, it's very rare when we get to do that, um, so Leslie made spaghetti, and I was like, let's go grab dessert, and Leslie just wasn't in the mood, she was just in a lazy mood, and I'm like, man, and it just sucked, because I didn't do anything all week, and even the week before that, I just did DoorDash, I didn't have any fun, I didn't go out and do nothing, you know, and I was just like, Ugh. You know, I was just bored. And even when I did go do something, it was only for a couple hours. And I'm just like, oh, like I'm not satiated. Like I want, like I want to do more, you know? And so it was just, it was just such a big bummer. So I was in a really bad mood last night. I was just fucking, I was irritated. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go lay down. And it was like nine o'clock. And Leslie was all like, babe, really? I was like, yes, I'm fucking bored. And I'm like, you know, I want to go do something. But at the same time, it's like, I can't, you know, I want to go do something, but I don't have a lot of money. And I'm just like, that's even more infuriating because I'm just like, oh, I can't even do anything to begin with. And I don't, like I said, I don't have any video games. I don't have like anything that I can do. And it crossed my mind. I'm like, I want you to record an episode. But last night I only had two things written down on my notepad um, or on my notes app. And I was just like, I don't know. I was like, I don't want to fucking do anything. And. I was just really grumpy and really sour. So I was just laying down in bed and I was like, man, I was like, I got to do something and to just entertain myself. And then it finally clicked like, oh, why don't I try building the desk? I could build a desk in the bedroom. We have a little bit more room in the bedroom. 
And so I got up out of bed and I was just kind of looking in the room and Leslie was just in the living room. Leslie was on her phone, which Leslie can be on her phone for fucking hours and she's perfectly content. Like she's, she's switching between all the apps, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook. She's messaging her friends. She gets on FaceTime with her friends and this, this and that. And I'm over here just sour grapes because, you know, I'm not really on my phone that much. So I was just like, damn it. Also, I was like, you know what? So yeah, so lo and behold, at like 11.30 at night, I start finding all the pieces to the desk uh, because the desk was so big. And when, like I said, I unwrapped everything at the old apartment and realized, oh crap, it was too small. So we just had all these loose pieces of wood um, sprawled around throughout this apartment. So I had to find everything and I started putting it together around midnight um, once I did find everything. And I stayed up to about 1.30 putting together the main pieces and this definitely is the biggest project or the biggest um piece of furniture that i've assembled so far it was the dresser but the dresser was really cut and dry it just um had a lot of little pieces like wheels and stuff you know for the for the thingamabob but um for this one this definitely is the biggest project both you know with height and all the pieces so i was kind of like holy shit and I was putting it together, and the, the Ikea directions, sometimes they're really straightforward to the point, but then the other times, it's like, well, shit, what piece do I need? And that's what gets confusing sometimes with Ikea. They don't label the fucking pieces. They just have everything in a box and in a bag, and then you just take everything out, and it's really like a Lego piece. You just got to kind of match the piece to the picture, um, but it's like you have so many of the same thing. And then what kind of threw a wrench in it is you can either make the desk, it has like this metal steel like foot thing, and you can either put the metal steel foot thing on the left side or the right side of the desk. And that's what was confusing too because it's like the instructions, it made it seem like it was just going concurrently. But no, once you hit a certain page, the page then gives you the instructions if you want to do it like the opposite. Like, you know, if you instead of putting it on the left, do it on the right. And I was like, wait, what? I'm like, I only have one of this metal bar thing. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So I was like getting really irritated. And then I was putting it together and there's like these little hooks or like these little screw things that you connect to the wood. And then like you lock them and I was putting it on. And of course, I'm still in a grumpy mood. I'm not really talking to Leslie. We're not fighting or nothing. I just like, I don't know. I was just, like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to see you right now. And so I fucking messed up and I completely missed a hole that the screw was going to go into in the middle, but I already had the, the ends already secured and tightened. And I was like, fuck. And I couldn't untighten them and I needed some help. And I was just like, damn it. If I put too much force, I'm going to fucking crack the wood and I'm going to fuck everything up. And then it because this was like 200 bucks and I'm like, that's going to be 200 bucks down the drain, you know, for something that I didn't even get to build. You know what I mean? So, but I fixed it. I got it. I got as much as I could, but I was honestly falling asleep while I was building it. I was just super tired. So I was like, fuck it. So I, I finished like the main, like the, the, where you set everything up and like the actual desk. The next part was like the, the tiers. Cause it's, it's tiered. And it has like a top shelf, a middle shelf, and then it has like this nifty little like drawer organizer thing that you could hear me opening, which that one I still don't agree with. It's pretty snug opening and closing it. Like you have to really jam it, but 
I follow the instructions. Those are the only holes that those screws go in. So anyway, but yeah, so long story short, right? Um, yeah, that's why I built the desk. I built it out of boredom and because I'm eventually probably going to need a space, but, and that's where I'm recording now. So I'm right here next to the bed in the bedroom, um, recording the podcast. So if it sounds like an echo or sounds a little bit different, I'm still using just my phone. Um, but yes, that's where I am now. This is going to be the official studio for anybody listening. Um, and it's really cool. I have the window open. Um, so I'm looking outside, getting some sunlight, natural sunlight into the room and yeah, so that's, that's pretty much uh, what I did. That was my exciting weekend. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this new job and then it's going to be cool too, because whenever I'm in the office, Leslie could obviously use this desk and she could hang out in the bedroom um, because her work, she only uses just a laptop. So she can, you know, portable, if she gets tired of sitting in a chair here, then she could jump over to the bed. Um, but that's probably going to be the next thing that I got to look into is getting a desk chair. But then I also got to get one of those fucking plastic mat things. So that way I could put it, uh, you know, that way I can roll a desk chair. I want to be cool, like, and get like a gamer chair, like get one some like really fancy, like professional streaming game chair. So that way I'm on meetings and shit. They don't like, oh my God, look at this guy. But yeah, then also too, the cool thing about this desk now is that now I can start doing some shit, like maybe some vlogs or do something from the desk, you know, set up a microphone and have the camera and this, this and that. So, well, who knows? Who knows? Anybody listening might be upgrading here soon, Um, but definitely we'll be upgrading um, if everything continues to be the way that it is, because I am... I'm still in shock. I'm just over the moon with what's been going on. Um, the stream that if you ha- if you don't follow me on Facebook, which you need to, um, it's uh, if you go on Facebook, you type in anybody listening two question marks with David Clare. Um, I believe you can also if you go on Facebook and do the search, you can click at and you can do anybody listening podcast. Don't hold me to that second part. I got to double check on that. But if you're new to listening to the show and you don't like me on Facebook, go ahead and like the show on Facebook. You can find the link to it on Spotify. You can find the link to it on Anchor, which is the home site uh, for this podcast. But my show has officially reached a thousand streams. We fucking did it, guys. Oh, my God. That was like the ultimate goal is just to see 1K. I'm at a thousand streams combined across all episodes. That is fucking phenomenal, man. I I'm I'm ugh. I'm still every time I open the Anchor app and I see that I'm like, what? What are you kidding me? A thousand streams? That's fucking unrealistic. And it's all thanks to the Bo Burnham review. Out of and I'm still like I talked about it last episode. I'm at 208 at the time of recording. I'm at 288 total streams on the Bo Burnham episode alone, the Bo Burnham review. That's fucking wild, man. 288 people have listened to me review my show or review Bo Burnham's show inside on Netflix. But the crazy thing about that is, and that it's kind of funny, I'm not salty or nothing, that's awesome, it's helped me get to the thousand streams, but... 288 people have listened, no interactions, no reaching out to me, no following. I haven't seen an increase on likes on the Facebook page. It stayed the same. It's I'm at 24 likes on the page, uh, 24, 25, something like that. 
Um, but I think that's a, I think that's mostly on me because I don't have a Twitter for the show. Uh, I have the Facebook, but I don't really promote it that much. So I, I really got to start doing that. I think this is kind of a wake up call to do a Twitter for the podcast. Um, being annoying, be damned. I don't care if I come across as annoying. I think I do need an outlet for the actual show. So that way when fans, um, or if you have a Twitter, um, you know, or people that are just listening and discover my show and they're like, Oh, I want to keep up to date with this guy. Um, you know what I mean? I kind of like the show. They got to find me on something, you know? So I think that's really cool. And if, if you're new, if this is your first time listening to an actual episode, or if you've gone back and listened to episodes, um, thank you guys so much. Um, I appreciate you guys listening, checking it out. Um, like I said, if you, if you have Facebook, go like the show on Facebook. Um, there is links to it on the anchor app. Um, and I've posted, um, links before, um, go check it out on Facebook, Twitter, probably coming soon. Not going to lie. Um, definitely going to try to look into doing that. And that means I probably, I'll probably create an email for the podcast as well. So that way you guys can email and send me information or send me topics, whatever you want me to talk about. Um, it's really exciting. Um, I know even some, some of y'all might listen and still be haters. I don't know, but, um, there's definitely, there's definitely people on Twitter, um, that don't, okay. So I got, I got to talk about this. So some people have kind of proved my point about like the whole support thing where, where I've stand on this. Right. And I've talked about it before, you know, this is my, this is my fourth podcast technically, um, you know, every podcast that I've done, I've done, I've gone the whole nine yards. I made the Facebook page. I made the Twitter. I, you know, did everything. So I can definitely see from a point of view where that gets annoying. Oh, here's David doing another fucking Twitter. Here's David doing this. Here's David doing that. Definitely get that. Nobody wants to constantly see these new pages popping up for new endeavors all the time. Don't, don't blame me for that. If it gets annoying, it gets annoying. But and some people, one person in particular on Twitter, um, subtweeting. And, and you're probably thinking, oh, God, here we go again. But no, I didn't interact with anything. They didn't it, directly anything at me. Like I said, it was all subtweets. But just posting like, oh, my God, can you shut up? Oh, so annoying. We get it. You have a podcast. And I'm like, okay. So one, like... I can tell, right, that that's directed at me because it came like two, three minutes after I just talked about my podcast. Now, um, I brushed it off. And this is when I got to, this is when I got to like 800 something. No, this is when the Bo Burnham review got to um, 100 streams and my mind was blown. I was like, oh my God, we're so close to a thousand and this, this, and that. I was tweeting a lot. And, um... And I tweeted, I was all like, this may seem annoying. I I don't care if it seems annoying. Actually, you know what? Let me pull up my tweets. Let me just pull up my Twitter and see officially what I said. Does that make more sense? Yeah, come on, come on, come on. I want to go to my profile. Let's go. Come on. Because obviously I have my podcast. I have my podcast. I have my laptop with my Twitter on it. Got to scroll down a couple days because it was a few days ago. Okay. Okay. So no, not even. Um, 
so this was on June 1st. This was when I had over 80 plays on the Bo Burnham review. I said, I honestly can't believe I have an episode that's 80 plus plays. WTF, yo. Then I posted a screenshot um, of my total streams. I put like WTF, I'm over 800 streams combined. I can't believe it. Thanks to those who actually listen and support my show. These are my top episodes. Then I put, here's where my show has been streamed. It's baffling that my show has been listened to outside of San Antonio, yet alone in other parts of the world, which my, my fucking analytics has gone crazy. So obviously the United States was the highest, right? It was at like 98%. And then it had a, a list of other countries that all had like less than 1%, less than 1%. That could possibly be like, you know, 0.3, 0.5, but all of those added up, added to the missing 2% of the United States. So now United States is at um, 88, is at 86%. UK, the UK and Canada, both respectively, United Kingdom and Canada, they're at 3% each. And then Germany is at 1%. So now I have full percentage in different countries. I have a full 1% in Germany and a full 3% in the United Kingdom and Canada. So that's fucking crazy. And then all the other countries combined is what equals up to that missing X amount of the percent for a podcast for my analytics. So that's baffling. But this was this is now. So the 3%, the 1%, that, that's now as a recording. But on June 1st, it was still 93% United States, 1% United Kingdom, and then the less than 1% in all of, all of the world. So that's why I tweeted, here's my, here's my where my show has been streamed. So then I put, I say it a lot, but thank you to those who actually slash consistently listen to the show, support it, and share it. It means so much to me. I put a lot of work, time, and energy into making my podcast as entertaining as possible. I'm just in shock right now how well my show has done the past couple of days. It may not seem like a lot to some of y'all, or it may be annoying, but I don't give a fuck. I'm over the moon and couldn't be happier. So I got a lot of likes on these. Like, so that last tweet I just read, I got seven. The one where I, I thanked everybody, I got two retweets, three likes. Uh, the one with the country, I got one retweet, six likes. Um, the 800 where I said, um, where I posted a screenshot of my top episodes, I got two retweets, four likes on it. That's a lot for me. I don't have a huge following on Twitter. I don't have that many people that interact with stuff on Twitter. Um, so for me to have like a one retweet or multiple likes, that's a lot. So I got a lot of love out of that, but the same people that were doing that stuff that were retweeting and liking and everything, those people I know for a fact don't listen to the show because those same people are always like, OMG, like I need a new podcast to listen to. And one of the people was the one that says, OMG, I know we get it. You have a podcast. Shut up already. So that's what kind of irritates me too. Um, and has definitely contributed kind of to my sour mood the past week. It's just like, I'm over here, you know, and it's true, you know, while I'm very excited that we hit 1000, but that's definitely not, I'm not calling it quits now. I definitely want to see how much further we can do that. Cause I went from a hundred, I went from a hundred streams to a thousand streams in just a month. I got 900 streams total in a, in a, a not in a month, excuse me, in three months across 26 episodes, five reviews. I got a thousand streams. That's bonkers, yo. That's fucking bonkers. But anyway, um, 
I do this. I co- and I and I post it on Facebook. I share it on Facebook. I you guys share it, you know, and and I talk about it all the time on my on my Twitter and whatnot. But then it's like people have the audacity to say, "Hey, does anybody have a good podcast to recommend? Does anybody have this? Does anybody have that?" On a constant basis, when I'm constantly promoting my show, lo and behold, I go and post all the success that I've had recently. Then all of a sudden, everybody's jumping in and liking it and retweeting it and stuff. That's cool, but it goes back to that people only like you when your shit's blowing up. And I'm not saying I'm like famous or nothing now. I'm not saying I'm a fucking megastar or I've made it big. You know, even with all my listens, all my streams, I still haven't even made 10 bucks off of the ad revenue yet. You know what I mean? So I still haven't even made a penny yet um, because you can't cash out until you hit $10 minimum. I'm still at like $6 and some change. So it's not like I'm saying I'm like starting to get sponsorships and making money and all this kind of stuff. But now just with this, just with saying I hit a thousand streams, I'm not going to lie. I am kind of scared because like what if what if this trajectory keeps going and going and going you know what if i'm getting 200 streams in a week you know what i mean i went from 800 streams to a thousand streams in the same week that's fucking nuts 200 streams in one week you know what if i keep doing that consistently consistently you know what i mean that's like that's you know i'm not the best at math but that's close to like a thousand streams a month you know That'd be fucking awesome. My estimated audience went from like 13, 14. Now I'm up to 44. I gained like 30 extra additional listeners in this span of three months since I've hit 100. But I'm like, damn, what if I keep doing this? And what if I keep get, like getting successful and successful and it starts making some actual traction and I get actual sponsors and this, this and that? You know, what if all these people are going to start being like, Oh, hey, David, you know, can you can you get me some free merch or can you do this or hey, like, I don't know what the case may be, right? Like, who knows what's going to happen? This could just be a flash in the pan and then it goes back to my regular, you know, 20 plus, you know, you know, 20 to 30 streams an episode, which is still more than happy to me. That's still the fact that I get over one play blows my mind. But, you know, and all of this kind of dies down, right? You know, and then it, I just that's what. And I'm like rambling right now because it's just it's so weird. It's a lot of different emotions to have. You know, I'm excited, but I'm scared that people are going to be like, oh, hey, David, like, I love your podcast. And I'm like, well, you I know for a fact you didn't listen to it because you never retweeted it. You never liked what I posted. You never shared it. You didn't like my page on Facebook. You know what I mean? And, and that's what this kind of feels the equivalent to. You know, I'm at a thousand streams. Or I'm, you know, I have an episode that has 80 plus streams, like, 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 from people that I know have never told me anything about my show. I just don't want that to happen. And I know I've joked around saying like, you know, uh, once I make it big and famous, I know who I'm inviting to my beach house or like I know who I'm taking on vacation and this, this and that. It, it, it's all a joke, but it definitely, you know, has a, a, a bit of a twinge of seriousness to it because it's true. You know, uh, for those that have taken care of me and those that have supported the show from day one, anytime I get some cool perk or anytime I make it big or anything like that, you guys are going to be the ones that I fucking cater to. You guys are going to be the ones that I fucking bend over backwards for. And I would do that just as a friend. You know, if, you know, once, once I'm your friend, I'm your friend, man. Like, I'll do whatever you need me to do. 
If I can physically do it, I will give it to you right then and there. If if you need money, if I have the money, I will give it to you right then and there. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of money currently, you know, but I've given my last $5 to somebody that really needed it. And I was like, fuck it. They, they're going through a hard time right now. Here's $5. This is the most that I can do. I hope you appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like I, I've bent over backwards for so many people that have dicked me over and I, and, but I'm just, that's the kind of person that I am that if I'm your friend, I want to do everything that I can for you. I want to do everything that I can to make you happy, put a smile on your face. As long as I can really do it, I'm going to do it. So, um, so thank you guys. You know, I, I know I saved the thank yous for the end of the podcast. Hell, hopefully you guys aren't even getting annoyed with me thanking you all the time. Um, but you, you really don't know the impact that you guys really have on me. Um, you know, because this is such a weird show. It's always all over the place. It's always fucking random. Yeah, I know the the first like 15 episodes or so had an actual topic that I could talk about and whatnot. Um, but here lately, it's just become to me, it seems like it's just been a lot more rambling, a lot like of just nonsense. And you guys support the craziness when I talk about fucking killing Disney adults and astro- astrological people and, and all that BS. Um, you know, but you guys, and, and even if you've listened from Who Cares, um, you know, started supporting the show from Who Cares, you know, that's that's another show too that was just completely bonkers and off the wall, my, wildly inappropriate and just fucking ludicrous. Um, I do all this for you guys, and, and I hope I do put a smile on your face. I hope I do give you guys some laughter and entertainment and, um, you know, you guys have some fun and listen and whatnot, but... Anyway, that I'm just scared about that. Like, I don't want to have a bunch of, and I and I hate that phrase, you know, fake people or whatever, or fake fans and all that stuff, um, because I think it's so overused. But that's I don't want that to happen. I don't want like people to be like, oh yeah, David, I listened to your show just because they see it doing good, but in reality, they've never listened to a to an episode. Like, I know I always forget a lot of the bullshit that I say on this show, and like people when people send me messages or this, this, and that, and I'm like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Oh, what you said in the latest episode. I'm like, oh, fuck, I said that. Oh, I don't even know. Um, but I know I'd definitely be able to, like, spot bullshit real quick. Um, unless it doesn't sound like me. So, anyway, um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick little break. Um, sp- small pause. Again, to you, you're probably not going to hear a pause. But for me, um, I don't know. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll be right back, guys. Here's a quick little break. Alright, so anyway, so anyway, so, um, what a fucking, uh, little emotional opening, huh? I guess you could say, um, but anyway, let's go ahead and keep the ball rubin'. So, rubin', moving. but, uh, I, I totally forgot, so, I, I think I'm really sick of this fucking cancel culture shit, man, I'm telling you, and that could be a whole topic on its own, I don't, I mean, uh, one of these days I gotta compile a lot of bullshit, but anyway... No, I was doing DoorDash, right? Um, and I do the Leon Valley area, which Leon Valley is, it, it's a big area. It's a big section. It's because I live, you know, literally right in the backyard of SeaWorld. So I start over here by the SeaWorld area, the SeaWorld 151 Petrenko area. Um, but I mean, this this general zone for DoorDash, it goes all the way down to Marbach. It goes to Alamo Ranch. 
um, you know, it's a it's a pretty big section, Bandera too, you know, it's it's a pretty wide area. So anyway, so I'm delivering some food to some house off of Marbach and 410. And um, I, I have my music on shuffle. I listen, I either listen to the Scrubs podcast, I tr- I'm still slowly trying to catch up. They're already on, uh, about to get into season five. I got to catch up really big. Um, but uh, I, I listen either to the Scrubs podcast or I just put all my liked music on shuffle. Um, so just lo and behold, just coincidental, I guess you can say, I don't know. But when I showed up to this house, SPM was playing, Mexican radio uh, was on, and um, I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. So, you know, and I'm, I drive with the windows rolled down, especially if it feels pretty good. So I'm driving and, you know, and I get out and I, you know, unplug my phone because I go take a picture of the food, right? So the music stops. So as I'm walking up, there's a guy in the garage and he's all like, hey, man, he's like, you can't be listening to that fool. And I was all, what, SPM? He goes, yeah, you can't listen to him, dog. What are you playing him for? I'm like, what? Cause I'm I'm white. I can't listen to him. And he goes, nah, nah. You can listen to whoever you want, man. Nah, we don't stand SPM, bro. He's a predator. And I was like, what? I was like, dude. I was like, it's just the songs. And I was just like, what the hell? He goes, yeah, we don't stand that fool, dog. He's a predator, way. And I'm like, yo, what the hell? Cancel cultures even reached the cholos. The cholos are are woke now. What the hell? I was like, dude. Anyway, I was like, <laughs> I was like, whatever, bro. We don't stand that fool. I've never heard a cholo say we don't stand him. That's fucking wild. But anyway, um, totally forgot about that. But let's go ahead and get into some sports. Let's go ahead and talk some sports, y'all. <sighs> Drink break. Gotta refresh in the vocal cords here. But anyway, um. So yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and get it out of the way. I know none of y'all like talking about wrestling or wrestling, but let's go ahead and talk about it and get it out the way because it's my show. So anyway, so WWE has yet again, they've released multiple superstars just shooting themselves in the foot, man. They're, They're getting rid of all these talented people. And one of them, I'm just completely, two of them actually, I'm just completely flabbergasted by. But anyway, so... To me, going in the order of importance, from least important to most important to me, I'm going to start off with Lana. Lana is the character. Uh, she's married to Miro in real life, which Miro was in WWE under the name Rusev. Um, they're married. They were a, a, They had a partnership in WWE for many, many years. They tried to split them up, but it just didn't work out right. Then they had this weird... Lana was cheating on Rusev with Bobby Lashley angle right before Rusev left. And it was just dumb. It was really lame. But anyway, since Miro debuted in AEW and he's currently the TNT champion in AEW, Lana by herself has kind of been floundering. She hasn't been doing a whole lot. They try to give her storylines, but they just kind of fall flat. Uh, Excuse me. Most recently, she's been teamed with Naomi, and they've been actual tag team contenders. Um, They weren't that bad of a tag team, but I still just don't care about them. Uh, Naomi is really good. It it sucks that she's not in the main event picture anymore. She should always be a staple. Naomi is that fucking talented. Um, But yeah, Lana got released. Don't really care for her. Um, Ruby Riot, she also got released. She's been part of the Riot Squad. Uh, she was a dominant female wrestler, a uh, woman's wrestler in NXT, 
But again, she fell victim as soon as she got called up to the main roster, Raw and SmackDown. Again, just started fucking drowning. Didn't get nothing. They didn't have nothing for her. They tried to create all these different storylines, rivalries, but just nothing stuck. Um, So I don't really blame them for getting rid of Ruby Riot, but she's such a talented wrestler. I don't like her character, but her in-ring work is very, very talented, very great. She's very talented. So that definitely does suck. She didn't get the opportunity to really perform on a weekly basis. Um, I know she was kind of off and on with injuries, but still... Um, Now that she's super healthy, definitely should have been taking advantage of that. Up next, Buddy Murphy, also known just as uh, Murphy. But he, again, he is an Australian wrestler. He was awesome in NXT. He was was a part of a tag team in NXT that was just fucking, had match of the year candidates every single time. I got to see him wrestle in person once. Um, uh, When he was in NXT, he was really good. He just, he tore the house down. He, he had a little bit of momentum going a couple years ago. WWE ran a, a pay-per-view out of Australia, um, and he won, the, he won the Cruiserweight Championship. The biggest fucking pop of the night, the loudest pop of the night, uh, went to Buddy Murphy winning that title. Again, homeboy hero, you know, winning a championship there. So that was fucking awesome, but uh, he had... He had a very weird angle with Rey Mysterio's family that he was dating... Um, Rey Mysterio's daughter, which he's very young and he's in his fucking thirties. So that was very creepy. Nobody really liked that, but that's not his fault. He didn't pitch that storyline. Um, you know, that he was just doing what he was told. But again, he's a very talented wrestler. It sucks to see him leave. Wherever he goes, I maybe see him going to Ring of Honor or uh, uh or uh, New Japan. But either way, wherever he goes, he's going to have a huge fucking run wherever he goes. So now, second to last, um, or the runner-up for the biggest shocker, is going to be Braun Strowman. The monster among men. Braun fucking Strowman. Uh, He is now released. And it's a a 50-50 feeling on this one. Because Braun Strowman, he, when he came in uh, to WWE, he was he was tall, but he was very big. Like, he, he was overweight, you know what I mean? Uh, moved really slow, not really athletic. He was just there to be the big guy in the ring where the wrestlers try to bump into him and he doesn't move. You know, that kind of guy. Um, just like a monster-looking guy. And he was in the Wyatt family. And eventually when the Wyatt family broke up and everybody started doing their own thing... Braun Strowman left for a little bit, got shredded, he fucking, he got into really good shape, and he started coming out, and he got really over with the crowd, and everybody fucking loved him, and everybody wanted to see him win a championship, but it it was always, he would get a title shot after title shot, but always lose the opportunity, or anytime he was fighting for the belt, some bullshit would happen, and he would lose it, and it just got really annoying, and I saw him at WrestleMania, I've seen him several times in person, but... I saw him at WrestleMania win his first title. He won a tag team championship match against Cesaro and Sheamus. And he fucking, um, his tag team partner was a little kid out of the crowd named Nicholas. So that's very lame to see him. And he was super over with the crowd. Again, he was very popular, but to see him win, to see him win a, a joke championship, when I say joke championship, I mean like it wasn't a legitimate like tag team victory. You know what I mean? 
because they had to give up the titles the next night on Monday Night Raw. So that was really lame. It was a waste of time. Um, you know, giving him the belt just for him to drop it the next night. He did win the Universal Championship, which was cool. Um, but it just didn't feel right because it wasn't in front of a crowd. And it was such a short-lived uh, reign as well. And he just, just a few weeks ago, he was in he was in another championship match. So it's just kind of crazy to see that, you know, as someone as big as Braun Strowman is, someone who was so close to Vince McMahon and who Vince McMahon really loved, it's just shocking to see, like, okay, there's the door. You know what I mean? Like, it just, at the turn of a dime, the drop of a dime, God, I gotta sneeze. Ooh. Welcome to anybody listening where I don't edit out me sneezing. So anyway, um, yeah, so Braun Strowman is now a free agent. He now can be an independent wrestler. Now, this is where the other side of the coin is, or the other 50-50. Now, Braun Strowman's going to have to face, um, he's going to have to face some karma with this now. Last year during the pandemic, Braun Strowman was very vocal and very, um, how should I say? He was very insensitive to a lot of the independent wrestlers being scared about what they're going to try to do for money. Because if you don't follow wrestling, independent wrestlers, if you're not signed to a major company like AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Impact, WWE, if you're not signed to them, you're trying to get as many bookings as possible. You're traveling from state to state to city to city, country to country. You're traveling everywhere for that next gig. And yeah, these promotions, they pay the wrestlers, you know, but nine times out of 10, it's not a lot. It's just a little bit to make it to like the next town. And it's, and that's kind of the way independent wrestlers survive. And the most money that independent wrestlers make off of is their merchandise. And they do, they sell personally their merchandise at these independent shows. You buy the t-shirts from the actual wrestler. You buy the photographs, you buy the autographs you know, the picture ops and everything like that. You spend money to support these stars and to help them get money. And yeah, some of these wrestlers have Patreons um, where you can like support them, this, this, and that. Some of these wrestlers have Twitch. So, you know, you can watch them stream video games and you could pay them and things like that and support them. So a lot of these independent wrestlers last year when COVID and the pandemic and the shutdown and all that started happening, a lot of obviously wrestling promotions had to cancel shows. And with shows being canceled, that means these independent wrestlers needed to find other ways to, to make money. So you started seeing all these wrestlers, more and more independent wrestlers, create Patreons and try to come up with ways to make money. And Braun Strowman was very vocal talking about how that's lazy, that you know these wrestlers shouldn't be pandering to the fans to support them, that they should figure out a way they need to man up and do this kind of stuff. And it was very rude and insensitive because... Braun Strowman never felt the difficulties of being an independent wrestler. He came into WWE from being a strongman competitor. He he lifted weights professionally, and that's how he got into WWE. Obviously, he trained and he learned the ropes and whatnot, and that's how he came. So a lot of wrestlers, both independent and like actual signed wrestlers, got really pissed off at this because they're like, oh, it's easy for you to say because you didn't have to experience that. And then Braun Strowman would go on to say, like, you know what, even if I, he's like, uh, luckily I have a company that I'm never going to leave. And the day, and if the day comes to where I have to hang up, like, if I have to 
uh, hang up the boots for Vince McMahon. I'm never lacing them back up if I'm not wrestling for Vince McMahon. So now it's like, oh, well, got to put your money where your mouth is. What are you going to do now? Because now you're considered a free agent. If you're going to keep pursuing wrestling, you're more than likely going to have to go independent. Now, granted, Braun Strowman is a huge name. I don't know what his name will be outside of. I don't know if he'll change his name or what. Um, But now, if he wants to keep wrestling, he definitely can't. I know New Japan will probably pick him up. Impact would definitely like to have him, you know. Uh, He could definitely have a pick. But I don't foresee him having like any type of long-term deals because I still think that's a kind of a – he has left a bad taste in people's mouths. And I think outside of WWE, not a lot of people want to work with him. And this is just all speculation. This is me thinking. Um, I can be completely wrong. Everyone's probably clamoring to work with Braun Strowman. Uh, but I don't know. I just think – I just remember he had a lot of backlash when that first happened last year. And it, everything kind of came back up when the news came out that he got released and everybody started remind like pulling up those tweets and those posts and stuff. And now it's kind of like, oh, Bron, what are you going to do now? So that's kind of interesting to see um, what's going to happen. But the most shocking wrestler that got released to me, Alistair Black. That fucking sucks. I loved Alistair Black. And he just made his return to SmackDown. He was going to get into a program with Big E. He was going to have a rivalry. He was repackaging his character. Um, He got a new theme song. He had new merch just drop. Literally, Friday night, comes out, wrestles with Big E, or interferes with a batch with Big E. He has all this new stuff. Fucking Wednesday. The following Wednesday gets released. That's fucking nuts. And that sucks, man. Alistair Black has bent over backwards for Vince McMahon and for WWE to get a shot, to get some sort of opportunity. He was in NXT. He was fucking phenomenal, man. He always in the main event picture. He was always doing everything that he can, always stealing the show. A big thing. The crowd loved him. The crowd always sang his theme song when he would come out. When he debuted on the main roster of Raw SmackDown, again, the fans were so fucking excited. Um, but it just turned into one of those things where he he just, the creative didn't have anything for him. Nobody wrote him good storylines and everything fell flat. And the main difference between the NXT crowd and the WWE crowd is that the hardcore rest, the hardcore wrestling fans watch both NXT and SmackDown and Raw. Well, Raw and SmackDown still get a lot of viewers who don't watch NXT at all, who don't care for it. They just watch on the weekly basis and that's it. So the thing that sucks with anybody from NXT, when they come up from NXT to the main roster, you have all of these new casual fans like, oh, who's this guy? Who's Aleister Black? And then you see him lose all the time. You never see him on TV, and he always comes out every now and then. You're not going to get behind him. That's not how you build a popular wrestler. And that's what a lot of wrestling fans get sick of with Vince McMahon and how they treat these NXT stars. So Aleister Black is now a free agent. He's already gone in and changed everything on his Twitter and socials. Uh, he's now back to his um, pr- his his former name, Tommy End. He's already released some merch. He has a Twitch account set up. Alistair Black is definitely going to be the hottest free agent right now. Everybody's going to want him. I again, I hate to say it because that's just what a lot of wrestling fans do nowadays. Oh, he's going to go to NXT. He's going to go to AEW. 
I would hope so. I know AEW would treat him right. I already see some stables that he can be in. I can definitely see him have a big rivalry with Darby Allen. That would be fucking awesome. Uh, so Alistair Black, or excuse me, Tommy End, um, is going to definitely have a pick of whatever he wants to do now. That's going to be awesome. He's going to get the credit. He's going to get the respect that he deserves. And just wait for whenever wherever he debuts, he's definitely going to be automatically a main event caliber wrestler. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. As much as I hate that phrase, I'm here for it. So that those are all the releases. That's the big news in the wrestling world this past week. As you can hear my cat jumping on the desk. Um, so now, this past Friday night, because of the NBA playoffs, which we'll get in here to in a minute. This past Friday night, AEW, Dynamite has been on Fridays the past couple weeks. Probably will be for a little bit longer um, until the playoffs are over. But Andrade... Cien Almas, which was his name in a in WWE, just debuted in AEW as Andrade El Idolo, like Andrade the Idol, or something like that. I'm presuming, right? El Idolo, I D O L O. So yes, Andrade debuted. Crowd went fucking nuts. Everybody kind of assumed this was going to happen. I thought, like I like I predicted, I thought it might have happened at Double or Nothing. Lo and behold, they wait to debut him you know, on Dynamite, which is still fine. Um, again, he's going to have a match with Kenny Omega this summer uh, at uh, Triple Mania, um, which is, you know, AAA is WrestleMania for the AAA World Championship. Going to be a great fucking match. Um, I definitely see probably that rivalry is going to come over to WWE, or, uh, excuse me, into AEW with the, champ, with the AEW World Championship. So, Excited to see where that goes. That's fucking awesome. Um, it's it's really exciting. And supposedly, um, when Andrade was uh, talking about it, he got interviewed about um, his negotiations with the AEW. And he said immediately when he got released from WWE, he started talking on the phone with Tony Khan and the Young Bucks and all them. So that's fucking cool. Um, kudos to fucking uh, Andrade for that because that's going to be awesome. Now, moving on to other sports again drink break had to take a little sip of the water here going on to the nba playoffs now i don't have a lot of stuff to talk about with the nba playoffs i haven't been watching them like i said i've been doing doordash i don't even have cable right now so i can't even watch the games even if i wanted to um but i have been keeping up a little bit on twitter and facebook and things like that so probably the most shocking thing, um, the Lakers got eliminated by the Phoenix Suns. Who would have guessed that the defending, the reigning champions would be knocked out by the Phoenix Suns, man? That's Devin Booker is a fucking, he's he's a cold-blooded killer, dude. Everybody's comparing him to Kobe. Everyone's saying that, like, oh, him and Kobe have such a fucking similar path to the NBA and things like that, that um, he might be the new, he might be Mamba reincarnated. I don't know about all that. I definitely say he is, you know, he's cold. Like, he definitely is cold. Um, but that's fucking crazy. LeBron James. Man, I, I love LeBron James, man. I'm, I'm a big LeBron James fan. Always have been, always will be. Um, he. A lot of people have been bashing him. A lot of people have been pissed off lately at LeBron James. Excuse me. I know he's had a lot of haters for many years, but it just seems like the haters... This was their time to shine. It's like, oh, what better way to fucking bash LeBron James than now with him, um, you know, being on a, you know, being the lonely 
player right now on the fucking Lakers, it seems, right? You know, AD's hurt, which AD tried to give it his all, but, you know, he is injured. That sucks. Kuzma's a fucking bum. I've always thought Kuzma's a bum. I don't know why the Lakers even have him. He shouldn't even be in the league, in my opinion. He's a fucking trash guy. But anyway, um, but yeah, LeBron James is just kind of all by himself, dog. That kind of sucked. So, you know, better luck next year. Uh, but I definitely see uh, the Lakers going through a really big rebuild. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, the Lakers are out. The Suns move forward. You got tonight's Game 7, the Mavericks versus the Clippers. <laughs> Sorry, guys. My cat, he doesn't know what to think of the desk. He's he's very enthralled by it. He's very, <laughs> very excited about the desk. Um, so, yeah, Mavericks versus Clippers, Game 7 tonight. I hope Dallas takes it. Dallas is kind of the ones I'm going for in the playoffs. But at the same time, if they lose, it's not the end of the world. So I don't want to hear no shit talk. Ah, ha, ha, Dallas got eliminated. I'm like, I don't fucking care. I'm just going for them because they're the Texas team in the playoffs. Um, you know, I think Luka, this is a great time for him to win a championship. You know, Dallas hasn't won a championship, I think, since 2011, 10, 11, or 12, something like that. Um, it's definitely been a while. So it'd be really cool to see that. Um, Luka has revitalized the franchise. I think that's a team that's needed a franchise player or someone to step up as a franchise player uh, since they lost Nowitzki, and Luka's definitely that guy. So uh, hopefully, hopefully they keep going. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of him. I think he's a really cool guy, really down to earth. Also, I'm kind of in the East. I'm kind of rooting for a Trey Young in the Atlanta Hawks, man. And no, it's not just because I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. It's no, nah, dude, Trey Young's fucking he's ice cold. He did not give a fuck during the Knicks series, dog. He fucking when he he knew that game was over and he took a bow at Madison Square Garden and he's all like, I'm in New York City. They're known for their Broadway plays. And he fucking bowed and he embraced the booze like a fucking man. That's awesome. Like, kudos to Trey Young, dude. I'm, I'm super excited for that. Um, I know they played today. They played the 76ers. Right? No? Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm only thinking about the 76ers because uh, today... Triple H came out to do a DX intro with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is a huge wrestling fan, especially of DX. He loves Triple H and Shawn Michaels. So um, Triple H came out with him during the player introductions, and they came out to the the Degeneration X theme song. Um, you know, Degeneration X. So that was really cool. And then he got a sledgehammer and he rang their little Liberty Bell thing. I guess they do in the in that arena. So we'll see what happens. Um, that, that's really cool. I think the 76ers, the whole trust the process uh, mono, mono, what the fuck? Motto that they've had uh, for the past few years. Um, they're not losing hope. And it would be pretty cool to see a, a new team win the, win the championship this year. In either way, we are because somebody, uh, somebody, or not somebody, ESPN, dude, can I fucking talk? That's why I didn't want to record today. I'm all over the place. But anyway, um, ESPN posted this picture that um, it's the first since this is the first year since 1998 that the finals are not going to include the Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, the San Antonio Spurs, the Miami Heat, or the Golden State Warriors, which is fucking bonkers those four teams have been dominating the nba since 1998 the first finals without the spurs lakers heat 
and Warriors. And that's why people get put off on NBA a lot. Everyone, And that's when people say, oh, the NBA is rigged. Because it's always the same people. Now, well, here's here's an opportunity to see some, you know, two new teams. Um, Brooklyn, I know, is putting in work. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of Brooklyn, to be honest with you. I think people, when they try to make super teams, I think they lose credibility to me. Because it's like, yeah, let's purposely try to get all the best players in the league on one team and see what we can do. From a business standpoint, obviously, that's a smart thing. But I think just as a viewer and as a competitive standpoint, I think it's just cheating, man. I think it's lame. I didn't like it when Golden State did that a few years ago. I, I think that's a really cheap way to try to win a championship. I don't I don't think that's right. But again, that's coming from a Spurs fan. We're the Spurs fan. We built our stars from the inside and all of our stars stayed together and we created a dynasty on our own. We didn't have to go outward and find other talent. We created the talent from within. So that's coming from a Spurs fan, right? But anyway, I I just think that's crazy. We'll see. Um, more than likely, I think the finals, and again, being optimistic, because again, who knows? It's been a crazy year. I think the finals are going to be Dallas versus um, Brooklyn. But we'll see what happens. I would like it to be Dallas versus Atlanta. I think that would be crazy. Because um, I don't think Atlanta has ever won a championship. No, the Suns have never won a championship. Which is crazy in itself, but we'll see. I think it's a crazy year. Now that the Lakers are out, I think it's a wide open, it's it's an open, no, the Clippers have never won a championship. I don't know. I don't care. It, it doesn't matter. The Spurs aren't in it, so I don't really care. But anyway, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a wide open uh, season that can go to anybody. So um, moving on to some NFL news, and this is on a personal level, um, coming for the Atlanta Falcons. Julio Jones has officially been traded to the Tennessee Titans. <sighs> Sad day. Sad day. Julio Jones is no longer a Falcon. As much as it sucks and it pains me to say, because it's I'm a Falcons fan, been a Falcons fan for over a decade, it was about time. And I know I talked about this in the last episode, um, the Titans is definitely not what I expected him to go to. I don't know what's Atlanta's infatuation with Tennessee all of a sudden. Uh, you know, we get our head coach over from Tennessee. He's saying he's going to bring a lot of what he brought from Tennessee over here. Da, 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 da. Now we're trading our best receiver over to Tennessee. I don't get it. Um, ugh, but, and we got him for a second round draft pick. Julio Jones for a second round draft pick. That's fucking disappointing as hell, man. We got we we gave them such a big star power, such a big talented receiver for a second round draft pick. Not even a first round draft pick. Not even a, an opportunity to get somebody really good in next year's draft. We got a fucking second round draft pick. That is a bunch of bullshit, dude bunch of bs like if bs had a picture it would be that like it would be julio jones equals second round draft pick bullshit dude absolute bullshit but anyway um julio jones i wish you the best of luck um it does pain me to see that he's been a staple of this team for so many years um you know just the the bond him and matt ryan have had on the field is just irreplaceable but, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's time to move on. It's time to move forward and try to get some new 
talent or let some new talent shine and this, this, and that. So we'll see what happens. Um, that kind of leads me into thinking about the this upcoming football season. Um, you know, because now that he's out of the NFC South, which I'm kind of glad that he didn't go to a different team in the NFC South, that would have broken my heart even more if he went to a rival team. But now he's out of the NFC altogether. Now he's in the AFC. So that's the AFC's problem. So for all you Texans fans, you Patriot fans, Chiefs fans, you got to worry about him now in the AFC. Um, him and Tannehill together, I think, would definitely be a pretty good a pretty good tag team um, as far as a duo for receiver and quarterback. Um, but Ryan Tannehill, in my opinion, is hit or miss. Um I don't worship him like a lot of other Tannehill fans do. I don't really get the hype or the buzz behind him. So that's whatever, right? But anyway, uh, but with fantasy football, I'm kind of on the fence about doing fantasy football. I love it. It's really fun. Uh, you get, because, man, I've been into football. Football's my favorite sport for many years now. Um, you know, so it's just like, oh, it's so much fun paying attention, looking at highlights, you know, getting into it, talking shit. The whole, you know, The League is one of my favorite shows. If you remember that show from FX, um, it's such a hilarious show. But I don't know, just um, over the years, and you see it, you know, the fantasy football has been very popular for a long, long time. It's not anything new. But now what's really popular, um, it, like, or not, not even because it, people have been doing it for years too. Um, but just paying money for fantasy football, people that do it, you know, like, oh, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, this, this, and that. I'm like, dude, I I don't really care about the prize money. If I win, I win. Like to me, winning fantasy football is all about like bragging rights. Like I don't care about winning fantasy football that much. And you're probably thinking, oh, it's because you never won. I did win a fantasy football one year, um, which is a funny story. I my girlfriend from high school, who I was with all four years of high school, the last year that we were dating, because we were it was senior year. No, cause, oh, cause well, well, we were still together. We were still together when she went off to college in New York, right? So I would still, um, I would still go to, um, I would still go to barbecues and stuff like that. I would hang out with her family every now and then, and I and I did their fantasy football, you know, in the summer. We did or right before the preseason started, we did the fantasy football. So did the draft and everything, and we were still together. Well, we broke up in October just a few months later and and I was still in the fantasy football and I was still checking it because that season that was the only one I was playing and I could tell the rest of the family had stopped playing fantasy football and it was 20 bucks and I think we did a a 10 person league or a 12 person league I don't know we it was definitely it was the price pot was was over 100 bucks I know that for sure um, but yeah, so we, I was, so I was like, okay. And so we all agreed that the winner of the fantasy football, like we put everything in a sealed envelope and we sealed it. So that way nobody, we knew nobody was like tampering with the money or this, this and that. And they put it in the kitchen. Um, and so, and the, like the winner would get the money on the day of the Super Bowl. So I remember the Super Bowl for that season, I went and I showed up and they were having a Super Bowl party, which made it so much fucking funnier. And uh, <laughs> it was so cool because we had been broken up for, you know, several months at this point. We've been broken up for a long time. And I fucking showed up. They opened the door and they were like, oh, David, what are you doing here? And I'm like, hey, yeah, so I'm the champion of fantasy football. <laughs> I was like, I'm here to collect the prize pot. And they all had the 
ugliest looks on their faces. Like they were so fucking petrified that uh that we did this. And I was just like, ha ha ha. And I got to keep the money. You know what I mean? So I just like, thank you. I got the envelope and I went and bought myself some food or something like that. Or I went, I went and bought myself a video game or something. Like I didn't care about the Super Bowl. I just wanted the money. So that was fucking funny. So that was the only time I ever won fantasy football. But, um, since then uh, I've been bouncing from like league to league. Um, and I don't know, just the whole, the whole prize pot, it, it got real old real quick you know, money, money's been tight for a long time, but even then as growing up and sacrificing or sacrificing, you know, and struggling and, you know, this, this, and that, I've really learned to appreciate the value of a dollar. Um, you know, which you should have everyone, if you're young, you should learn that from a very young age, always save your money. Uh, but for me, it took me becoming an adult to realize that. So, um, I'm just like, ah, I don't really want to do prize money, you know, like I, like if I win, you get, somebody else can keep the money. Like, I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? I did an, I did an NCAA, uh, you know, March Madness bracket, you know, with a couple of the guys at CarMax and it was 20 bucks. And I was just like, dude, 20 bucks. Oh, like it just wasn't worth it to me. And that's why I'm kind of like, if, if somebody's doing like every year I get invited, like, Hey, you want to do fantasy football? Yeah, sure. I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. It's 20 or 40 bucks a person. I'm like, Oh, never mind, never mind. I won't keep up with it. You know what I mean? Like I, I create an excuse cause I don't want to pay that. And at the same time, like, I, I like to do the shit talking. I like, you know, because the league, like I said, is one of my favorite shows. So I like to do the shit talking and, you know, being, you know, offensive and everything and calling each other names and whatnot. But nobody does that. Nobody fucking plays around. And I'm just like, oh, like, that that's lame. Nobody talks shit. Nobody, you know, does anything. It's just like, we're just playing fantasy football. And yeah, you're playing your opponent, but it's just like, you're just doing it for yourself and that's lame. Like, I don't know if that, if I'm missing the point of fantasy football, if, if, if you're a fantasy football expert or connoisseur and you play it every single year religiously, let me know what you feel. Cause I don't know. I, I just don't know if I want to play it. I mean, obviously if I get invited and it's free, definitely. If, if that makes me a pussy because I don't want to play or I don't want to pay any money. So be it. I don't care. I just think that's a waste of money. Um, I'm not a big gambler and that's just every week it's a gamble. You can pay attention to the fucking waiver wires. You can listen to all the podcasts. You can study it, you know, look at the stat sheets and the line reports and all that kind of stuff. But every week is just a gamble. You don't know who's going to perform. You don't know who's going to sit out. Your best player could get injured at any moment. You never know. It's fucking gambling. And I'm just not a gambler. I'm not I'm not into gambling. Never have. Never really will be. Um, you know what I mean? So I don't know. That's just me, I guess. <sighs> anyway, um, last bit of sports, I guess you could say. Yeah, boxing is sport. Boxing, obviously. Um, today is the Mayweather versus, uh, Paul fight, um, Floyd Mayweather versus, uh, Jake Paul. <sighs> to be honest, like, yeah, it would be cool to watch it. It's not the end of the world if I miss it. Granted, it's 425 right now. Um, the, I'm assuming the match or the fights would start here soon. At the same time, it feels kind of weird too, that a, a major boxing match is on a Sunday. But actually, if I'm not mistaken, if I read this correctly, there's not going to be a winner or a loser. It's just like a, like a scrimmage. It's just like a rubber match. You know what I mean? Like they're just kind of boxing it out, I guess, like as a practice. So I don't know if it's going to be like an official fight or not, which it, I thought that's what the whole point of this was supposed to be. 
and it said eight three-minute rounds, so it's not even going a full 12 rounds. Um, an exhibition. Did I say exhibition or did I say scrimmage? Exhibition, I think, is what they're calling it. Um, but yeah, that kind of sucks. That that kind of depletes the big fight feel to me. It doesn't feel as big now. As much as everyone's been hyping it up with the whole press conference and, you know, and this, this, and that, all the drama going into it, seeing that the it's not going to, like, there's not going to be a winner or loser, that's fucking lame. This is what everyone's been hyped up for? This is what people are paying 60 bucks a pop for this fucking fight? Man, come on, buddy. Get out of here, dude. That's fucking bogus. No winner. And granted, you know, they could say there's not going to be a winner, but clearly there's going to be a winner. Unless it's really just a draw. But I don't know, man. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about the whole celebrity boxing matches and stuff like this? I think it's getting overplayed. I think it's getting really lame. Um, I don't respect the Paul brothers at all, especially Logan Paul. Jake Paul's whatever. Um, I just still have the bad taste in my mouth from when he did all his stupid uh, vines and all his stupid little sketches and stuff. Um, I just think he's annoying. He's definitely not as annoying as Logan, which let's circle back to the whole press conference thing where Logan Paul got punched in the mouth for stealing Floyd Mayweather's hat. And now he's banned from ringside. He can't even be at the fight. Um, that's that's so selfish and so disappointing, you know. And then Jake was all like, you know, you're banned from the fight, right? And he's like, I don't give a fuck. And then Jake's like, well, what about me, dude? You know, and Logan Paul or Jake Paul's always been Logan's number one supporter, you know, through tough, you know, through good and bad, you know. So that's kind of shitty, you know, that Logan Paul is that fucking selfish that he got banned. He got banned from his brother's biggest fight. Because you can't fight, and especially if you're just a YouTuber, a podcast host, like, that would be the biggest fight of my fucking life if I got the opportunity to fight any professional boxer. Lo and behold, Jake Paul's going to fight fucking Mayweather, one of the biggest 51-0, right? 51-0, 50-0, one of the biggest boxers to ever step foot on the earth, in our generation at least, you know what I mean? And that that's so shitty i can't stand the paul brothers at all i hope mayweather fucking shatters his ribs i hope he fucking shatters his skull i that would be awesome and i hope that would teach a lesson to all these other fucking youtubers and all these wannabe boxers to not pick fights with this ufc people or not ufc people excuse me not pick fights with these major professional fighters it's getting old. It's getting really fucking old. Like, I know Logan Paul has just booked another fight or something. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, I really don't pay attention unless, like, Sports Center or it's, like, trending on Twitter. Um, so I don't really know, and I honestly don't really fucking care. Um, I don't know if I'm watching it tonight. Um, unless uh, I... At the same time, I did get invited to go watch it um, at one of my buddies' house. Michael, if you're listening... Um, but it's just at the same time, I'm just like, damn it. I start my new job tomorrow. I got to wake up super early. I don't know how late this is going. It's on a Sunday. Like I said, I don't even know the official start time. Um, yeah, I'm probably just going to stay at home. I don't know. (sighs) Who am I kidding? Yeah, I'm just going to stay at home man, and probably just watch highlights on Twitter. Someone will probably be streaming it on TikTok or Twitch or something or Facebook live. And I'll probably just watch it there. But yeah, I'm really beat. But anyway, um, so yeah, I hope Mayweather fucking wins. 
sorry, Michael, if you're listening to the podcast uh, and, and you hear me break this news on here, I'm so sorry. I, f- I do feel like an asshole, but we do have to hang out soon. And again, next six weeks, I'm going to be Monday through Friday, eight to five. So, and I'm going to be off on the weekends. So I'm going to have a, at least for the next six weeks, I'm going to be free for sure on the weekends, which is very exciting uh, to hear. So anyway, um, we're going to go ahead and run to a commercial break. And when we get back, we'll kind of wrap up the episode. Um, Like I said, I don't have a lot of stuff to talk about. And it's funny because each episode I keep saying like, oh, this is probably going to be a short episode. And it ends up being two and a half hours long. Um, I don't foresee this one hitting the two hour mark if at that. Um, But yeah, so we'll be right back. We're going to take a quick little break. Enjoy. and we're back welcome back guys do you guys like that that i put the transition music before and after the ad or like in between little breaks do you guys like that do you think that's uh helpful if not i don't know is anybody listening is anybody listening just kidding clearly uh 44 people are listening apparently uh supposedly but anyway moving on um yeah i guess this could be like the last segment of the night um i do have a couple last minute things to talk about um slipknot announced a new tour they're finally coming back uh, or finally announced a tour from their scheduled tour that was supposed to happen last year um i'm actually more excited for this one because last year the tour was going to have a day to remember on it which i absolutely hate a day to remember i just hate everything about them um this time it they rebooked it they are coming back to austin dallas and houston um this time they're coming with kill switch engage Kill Switch Engage is fucking awesome. Um, I like a few of their songs. I've seen videos of them live. They always put on a killer show, apparently. Um, I'm excited. Even though I don't know a lot of songs, I know enough to kind of keep my going through a concert be like, yeah, I saw them. Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I can't wait. So that's going to be really cool. Hopefully I can go. Um, it's this summer. Or actually, no, it's in October, I think. Is it? Is it October? I think it's October. Anyway, whenever it is, uh, hopefully I can go. Uh, that would be really cool if we can get a big trip to go. All of us vaccinated, of course. Only us vaxxers can go. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, but no, that would be really cool. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. Um, summer vacation's coming up, man. Summer vacation. School's out. With school being out, this is actually a topic that I think I could talk about for a couple minutes at least. Um, yeah, so actually, no, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm going to backtrack. Staying on the track, staying on the topic of music real quick, holy shit, Vince Neil, the lead singer of Motley Crue, jeez Louise, holy crap, I don't know what to think of this man, um, I can't believe I, I skipped this line, but Vince, Vince Neil, of course, if you, if, you don't, if you don't follow Motley Crue or don't follow kind of rock news and metal news and all this kind of stuff, uh, Vince Neil and Motley Crue, um, he was a fucking sex icon. He was like, you know, the hair metal vocalist of the biggest hair metal band ever. Um, yeah, over the years, he's, you know, because of all the drug and alcohol and everything like that, you know, eventually all of that stuff catches up to you when you get older. 
he has let himself go. He's gotten fat. He's gotten botched plastic surgery. He just looks like a weirdo. But he never t- he didn't take care of his voice at all. He sounds like he's just speaking gibberish. The first time I saw Motley Crue was back in 2012. They opened up for Kiss. Um, he sounded okay. And obviously, he can't hit as high of the notes like he used to. He doesn't sing like he used to. But it wasn't that bad. Um, I still remember very enjoying it. The Farewell Tour back in 2015, that's a different story. He sounded like hot, straight ass. Just, like, you can't make it up. Go look up videos. Vince Neil, Kickstart My Heart. That's probably the most famous one where he just sounds like, oh, he sounds like garbage, dude. He sounds ugly. And so, and yeah, and so Motley Crue called it quits. So, of course, a band calling it quits is, is never stays true. Bands always come back. Um, but I was kind of hoping Motley Crue would stay stay retired and called it a day. Because Vince Neil just clearly can't keep up and he's not doing it good. So, um, they ended up getting back together, um, obviously. And they're going on tour, which, again, that tour got postponed. They're coming to San Antonio with Def Leppard and Poison and Joan Jett. Um, and yeah, so Motley Crue is going back on tour, but in part of the stipulation was that Vince Neil has to get in shape and he has to do vocal lessons and get himself ready to do concerts. Clearly he hasn't been doing that. Um, because last week there was a festival in Iowa, I want to say Iowa or Idaho. I don't know. There was some festival up North, uh, Northwest or, uh, yeah, Northwest, um, and he just sounded fucking like straight ass again, as if he'd just come off that fucking tour, um, you know, the farewell tour. Granted, he hasn't toured since 2015. I don't know if he's done solo stuff or anything like that. If he has, forgive me for not knowing. But he hasn't been on any major world tours. He The stadium tour got postponed until 2022. So clearly that tour is not happening. So it's not like he's going and fucking making albums and touring and screaming at the top of his lungs. He's just not taking care of his voice. He's not staying true to the promise he made to Motley Crue for this upcoming stadium tour. And he just sounds fucking horrendous. During this concert, they started playing Girls, Girls, Girls. Uh, and again, it's not Motley Crue. It's just Vince Neil. He's playing with, you know, he's playing with some random drummer and two random guitarists from a different band. Um, you know, and, and whatnot. So, but he starts singing girls, girls, girls. And in the middle of the song, he just goes, ah, fuck guys. I'm sorry. I can't sing tonight. My voice is out. Hope to see you guys next time. You guys have a good one. And he just fucking leaves. Like he just gives up on singing. His voice apparently got blown out or his voice. He lost his voice. That's shitty, dude. That's fucking shitty. If you haven't for singers who haven't gone on tour and haven't done anything, your voice should be at like full health as long as you're practicing. Clearly, this proves he's not practicing. But anyway, lo and behold, for like 400 bucks, I think, for, for a pretty penny, you can get Vince Neil to do a cameo. And if you don't know what cameo is, cameo is an app or a website that you can go, and a lot of celebrities do it, especially a lot of wrestlers, circling back to how wrestlers make extra income. Uh, wrestlers do it too, but yeah, every, a celebrity or somebody famous or somebody you, you know can buy, like you can buy a personalized message from somebody famous. 
and you can do it as a gift. You can do it for yourself. You know, you can just do it. And you, they have thousands upon thousands of people that you can do this from. And Vince Neal is one of them, apparently. Um, it's very expensive. I want to say it's like $400 or $400 plus. But a couple years ago, there was a famous cameo that somebody bought for a buddy's birthday. And he's like, hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah, yeah, happy birthday. And he's all fucked up. He's all drunk. He's on some balcony. And he's just speaking gibberish. And he's like, okay, have a good one. Well, lo and behold, more people have been buying cameos from him. And he's drunk in like every single cameo that he does. And he's just speaking gibberish. And he's just... Sounds ugly. I would be so pissed off if I spent that much money for a Vince Neil cameo and he doesn't take it seriously. Because one, you're spending a lot of money for a celebrity. You know what I mean? For a celebrity to do a personalized message. That's fucking atrocious, dude. So Vince Neil is gone out of control um, he's clearly not taking anything seriously. If I were Motley Crue, I would, if I was the rest of Motley Crue, I would be like, Hey, you know what? We either got to find a new lead singer, find somebody to replace Vince Neil on this tour, or we just got to pull out altogether. You know what I mean? Cause Def Leppard alone can sell out arenas. They don't need Motley Crue. Um, you know what I mean? And I don't think a lot of people are even really excited to see Motley Crue. I think more people are just excited the fact like, oh shit, how is Vince Neil going to sing? And I think that's what people are going to be paying attention to is kind of, they're going to be really uh, critical of Vince Neil's performance. And if this is anything to show, granted, yes, he has a whole other year to practice and get better and rehearse and whatnot, but is he going to take it seriously? That's what we need to know. So anyway, um, I, I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to bring it up. I had it here on my notes. Anyway, circling back to what I was talking about, um, school is out. Um, graduations are happening left and right for both high school and college. Um, you know, summer vacations started. People want to start partying, summer jobs, woohoo, out in the real world, this, this, and that. But something I want to talk about is that um, I, saw, I saw somebody share this on Facebook. So apparently at the Southwest graduation this year, Southwest ISD, that's a, that's a local school district here in San Antonio, um, Southwest high school, a senior pulled out the Mexican flag, the Mexico flag on stage, the crowd cheered, but apparently they kicked her out of the Alamo dome and they withheld her diploma. They kept her diploma from her. So that's pretty shocking because of that, um, but at the same time, it's not shocking. And I'll tell you why. So when you watch videos of high school graduations or graduations in general, we'll, uh, we'll stick with high school graduations. Um, you know, college is one thing, but sticking with high school, you see people like cheering, dabbing, doing a silly dance or celebrating on stage. Nobody bats an eye. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's just a Texas thing, if it's just a San Antonio thing, but... You can't celebrate jack shit when you're graduating high school. And I went, I, I went to a Northside ISD school. I went to John Paul Stevens High School. And as you get close and close to graduation, your senior year, the administrators and everybody shove it down your throat. Do not wave to anybody. Do not dance. Do not do anything to cause a distraction, to make a scene. You walk up. You shake the soup, you shake the principal's hand, you get your diploma, take the picture, and you get off stage and you go back and take your seat. They're real big assholes about that. 
Now, I don't know how it was for Southwest. I didn't go to Southwest. Um, from what Leslie has told me, Leslie said, like, you can, like, wave or do something, like, something very small and, you know, whatever, and you wouldn't get in trouble if you weren't obviously causing a huge distraction. So, but for most cases, when you do a graduation, you get your diploma, you go sit back down, and then that's it. That's what you do. That's how graduation goes. Your family, and they always say, like, oh, please hold all cheering and applauding until the end. But nobody listens to that. Everybody cheers when you see your relative or your loved one walk the stage. That's a given. No one's going to give a shit for that. But yeah, so I'm like surprised and not surprised at the same time. I'm surprised because from what Leslie's told me, Southwest, you can, you know, do stuff and wave and whatnot. Now, so that's why I'm kind of like, you know, Southwest, the Southwest School District is a predominantly Latino Mexican school district, um, you know, which a lot of school districts are obviously in San Antonio, but Southwest, that's primarily what it is. That's the big key demographic for that, you know, that school district. So I would figure them pulling out a Mexican flag on stage and kind of embracing their heritage, their culture wouldn't be the biggest end of the world, but apparently it is. And this student, she posted on Facebook talking about how like they immediately kicked her out. They didn't give her diploma she wanted to go back in, but they said they were going to arrest her and press charges and this, this, and that. So she gave up. She says she feels helpless and whatnot. I, I don't have the actual post. I forgot who shared it, but I was all like, what? I was like, that's crazy that they went to that extent to all because she pulled out the Mexican flag. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, I wouldn't blame the fucking school district because again, my experience we're in San Antonio. They take these graduations like so fucking seriously. Now, that kind of brings up a topic that, you know, it's it's your graduation. This is a big accomplishment, you know. Shouldn't the students be allowed to kind of celebrate or have a little bit of fun? Yeah, I mean, if it's not inappropriate, you know, if they're not trying to do some stupid prank or cause damage to anything or, you know, be dumb or annoying, I think it's okay to kind of do something like that. You know, look at colleges. You know, when Leslie graduated, I saw Leslie graduate from SAC and she graduated from Texas A&M San Antonio. Both times she, you know, decorated her cap. All the students do that. That's a big thing in college. But, you know, you see the students go up there and wave high and, you know, and and have fun while the audience is cheering. You know, that's cool. That's a big fucking accomplishment. And I, I don't take anything away from high school as well. High school can be very hard for a lot of students, you know. Um... And in most cases, again, and not to you know, bring up a stereotype or anything like that, but you always hear this, this, these success stories from Latino kids and, you know, that are like, hey, I'm the first one to graduate from high school out of my family. You know, I'm the first one in a long, you know, hundreds of years to graduate from school. That's a huge fucking accomplishment. Maybe this is something that, uh, you know, happened with her. I mean, to me, pulling out the Mexico flag as somebody who kind of correlates that with, Hey, you know, this happens a lot, especially in San Antonio. You got, you know, she's, maybe she's the daughter of immigrant parents or, or both of her parents, or maybe one of her parents is an immigrant, you know, that came from Mexico and maybe they didn't have uh, the opportunities to graduate or have educational opportunities from Mexico. And maybe that's why she pulled it out because she's proud of her heritage and doing this for her family. So I'm not saying she was in the wrong. Um, but at the same time, I think students kind of have like, unfortunately have that risk of like, 
I want to make this day about me because this is my big day. But damn, is it really worth losing my diploma over? And that's such a shitty predicament to be in. And because for me, I I never had the intention of like waving or doing anything. I just got there. You know, I got my diploma and walked off and whatever. I was more concerned with them saying my name right. But yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that our administrators at Stevens were all like, don't you dare wave, don't you dare do anything, acknowledge them and this, this and that. And I remember in, I don't know if it was my class or the year before, the year after, but somebody waved and it's like, everybody was like, like you heard the students like fucking gasp because he waved to somebody in the crowd. And it's like, damn it. And I, I think that guy didn't get his diploma. But that that's fucking just a simple wave. You lose all that credibility. Forget your four years. You waved at your graduation. Fuck you. Fuck you and your diploma. You don't get it. So I don't know. Maybe they thought the flag was a little bit too much. And maybe that was too distracting. Maybe the 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 administrators were kind of all like, hey, yeah, we don't want to do that. We don't want anything weird to happen or anybody feel uncomfortable, which nobody should feel uncomfortable we're in Texas. You should, you should see Mexicans everywhere you look, you know what I mean? It's nothing new, you know, um, to be prejudiced against Mexicans in Texas is completely asinine and totally stupid. And don't know what's wrong with you to be racist against anybody at all is completely stupid. But anyway, um, that could be a whole topic on its own, but what do you guys think? Do you think it's uh, too far? I definitely think it's too far to withhold a, to withhold the diploma, to fucking, threatened to press charges and to kick her out of the Alamo Dome and this, this, and that. So I don't know, man, that's, that's fucking sad. I feel very bad for that girl. Um, you know, she was just trying to celebrate, be proud of her heritage and have all of that fucking stripped away just because some school wants to be a dick. Um, that's, that's dumb. You know what I mean? That's, that's completely stupid, but uh, co- coinciding with summer, um, the other, the other night, at like one o'clock in the morning, I got tagged in in a random video on Facebook from one of my mom's aunts from Laredo. Um, it was a video of one. It was my cousin or my second cousin, technically my mom's cousin, but um, I mean, still call her a cousin. I think the whole, by the way, quick note, second cousins, third cousins, all that stuff. You're just a cousin. I think it just makes it more difficult to explain the lineage and all that kind of stuff. You're just a cousin. So anyway, so it looked like it was my cousin Ophi's birthday party or something like that. I don't know. Um, and even at that, the, like the details of where it was at, I don't remember if it was in actual Mexico, Nuevo Laredo, Mexico, which we went a lot as kids um, before you needed a passport to get into Mexico. Um, we went there like every summer, or, like twice a summer. I don't know if it was in Nuevo Laredo, Mexico, or if it was just Laredo, Texas. Um, cause either way, my mom has a lot of family from Mexico and from Laredo, Texas. So, um, I don't remember where exactly it was, but I was tagged in this video because I'm in the video for like two seconds and I'm like five or six. I, I gotta be, well, no, I gotta be six because Celine was born because on the table was the diaper bag. And I remember that diaper bag uh, very vividly. Um, but yeah, so the video, I'm in it for like two seconds. Me and my dad are at the, or my dad and I are at the table and, um, and like he leans over to tell me something and I look like I'm pouting, like I'm bored or something. And my dad's probably leaning in my face telling me, shut the fuck up, quit it, cut it out before I beat your ass here. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just kidding guys. My dad didn't beat me. I told you guys this, 
but yeah, so that's, that's what it looks like. I'm in the video very, very briefly. So anyway, um, yeah, and I'm tagged in this video. It's like a two, three minute long video and I'm in it for like two seconds. So I wouldn't tag, I wouldn't have tagged myself in it or anything like that, but it was really cool to kind of see some old school footage. I had never seen this video before. Um, I definitely do remember that party vaguely. Um, we went to so many birthday parties and we went to so many different events down there in Mexico. I don't even know. Um, it, it more than likely was in Mexico because anytime we would go to Laredo, Texas, we eventually went into Mexico. We crossed the border. Um, cause that's where my great grandma lived. She lived there. Um, and the, my, the aunt that tagged me, uh, you know, she had a, a beauty salon there in Mexico and we would always hang out there and Mexico was always fun. Um, I miss going to Mexico. I'm not going to lie. Um, popping fireworks out of beer bottles and this, this and that, you know, and playing with roosters and whatnot, playing with chickens and walking to the gas station, having a dollar, buying out the whole fucking store off just $1 was always really cool. Um, you know, so I had a lot of fun, definitely a lot of memories down there in Mexico, you know, uh, took fucking little baths, <laughs> you know, in a swimming pool and whatnot. So it was always really cool. So that was interesting to see. I showed Leslie that little video. Um, you know, you could definitely tell it was the year 2000 or something. It was either 2000 or 2001 because clearly Celine was born. Um, so yeah, but anyway, I just thought that was really interesting. Um, to get tagged in that video. It was really random though. I don't talk to a lot of my family members down there. Um, even as a kid, I didn't talk to them. I mean, I talked to my cousins, but even at that a whole, a lot of people on my mom's side of the family, I didn't, even though I saw them regularly, like every summer, I didn't talk to them a whole lot. Um, I'm friends with some of them on Facebook, but they post stuff in Spanish and whatnot. And I don't speak Spanish. I know on Facebook, you could do the click the C translation, but even then it's whatever. Um, those kind of things there, you could tell they're older, obviously, cause they shared a lot of stuff about Jesus and things like that. And I just think though, I always associate Jesus posts and like, and share and to say amen and all that kind of stuff. Like I just associate that with old people. Um, if you're one of those people that share shit like that and you're not old, I'm sorry. Um, but that's what old people do on Facebook all day is just share prayer stuff. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so I thought that was neat. <laughs> And again, so now I have proof that I'm in Mexico. Um, so in case anybody never believes that I'm half Mexican. And again, in that video, my dad and I are the whitest people there at this whole party. Because everywhere else you look, it's just brown, brown, brown. <laughs> so we're the oldest people there. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Damn. Well, kind of the last, the last story I have here. The last little piece of information I have on my notepad. I really debated if I wanted to talk about this. Ah, fuck it. I'll talk about it. I brought it up. So, um, I kind of did this on my own. I was very secretive about this. I didn't tell anyone I was doing this. And I especially didn't tell a certain group of people because I was very intimidated and I knew if I talked about it, I definitely would have bitched out. You're probably thinking, what'd you do, David? What happened? What, what's going on? Tell us, David, tell us. I'm going to tell you, I went to go to a comic book shop or to a game store to go play Magic the Gathering. Now you're probably thinking, oh, that's lame. I thought it was going to be something else. This is a huge deal to me. This was, I definitely was out of my element. I was very, I was very uncomfortable 
not saying like, ooh, like I was just kind of like, oh, like I don't know what to do. Like I was very out of place. So I went over to, and I talked about this on the last episode. I went over to Gamers Gem on Calibra because every Thursday they do Commander Nights. Free to play, you just show up and you play Commander games. And Commander is a specific game format of Magic Gathering. Now I will say to preface this, in my experience, Commander games, the group of friends that I play Commander games with, those games always last at least an hour, a minimum an hour. These games last a long time. Now, I had talked to my buddy Antonio that, hey, yeah, one of these days we should get the group and we should go play at the in one of these stores, but play like with ourselves, maybe play with a couple other people to kind of switch it up or whatnot, but just to go say we did it. And this is the only group that I play Magic with and, you know, also in addition to Leslie's cousin. So I I was like, okay, so we were talking about that, but I really wanted to do it right away. And I know all of their schedules, all of our schedules are always different. Um, It always ranges from week to week or day to day. But so I was like, you know what? Thursday, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go play Commander at Gamers Jam. And it was like, holy shit. So I showed up there. I brought my backpack. I put my backpack in the car with all my magic gear. And I was like, you know what? It starts at 7. I want to get there around like 6.30 or so. Get there a little early. Kind of scope it out and see what's going on. Right? Because it's a fairly new shop. And it's they don't have a huge following on Facebook. So I figured, okay, not a lot of people are going to be there. Right? Lo and behold, I got there at like 6.30. And it was already fucking packed shoulder to shoulder. So not only because of all this COVID stuff. I'm like, Ugh. even though I'm fully vaccinated, I don't want to be around a bunch of people. And I was kind of like, damn, like it's fucking packed. So immediately I was like, yeah, fuck this. I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? I was all like, I'm out of here. But I didn't want to just walk in the store and then walk out. That would have been clearly obvious. Like that would have been so humiliating. So I was like, you know what? Okay. So I, I bought two booster packs. Just I'm like, oh, can I get two, two Strixhaven booster packs? They're like, okay. So then the owner of the store is like, hey, are you going to stick around and play Commander tonight? So I'm like, damn it, now I feel trapped. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was thinking about it. I have my stuff in the car, but it, it looks full. And he goes, oh, no, we'll just find a table and, uh, you know, stick around and play with somebody. And I was all like, okay. So I go and get my backpack from the car, and I'm sweating. Like, I feel nervous, you know what I mean? I'm like, shit. So I walk back in, and I'm kind of walking around the store, and every table's full, and everybody's talking, and nobody's noticed me. You know, no, I'm waiting. I'm kind of waiting for someone to be like, hey, do you want to play? Go ahead and sit down. Literally every table is full. And the owner sees me kind of walking around. He's like, yeah, just go ask somebody. And I'm like, ah, well, everyone's all in the middle of games and all their gear and stuff is all over the tables. I don't want to interfere. So he he pulls me to this back room and there's a group of there's a group of guys playing in the back room. And he's like, oh, you guys have room for one more. And they're like, yeah, come on in. (laughs) Fucking nerdy. And I'm like, okay. So I sit down, I take on my mat, and they're in the middle of trading. Like, they, they have these binders filled with, like, I guess they what they keep their rare cards in. And they're and they're, play, they're trading cards and talking about making deals and this, this, and that. And they're asking me, hey, do you have such and such card? And I'm like, no. And I was like, I don't have any of my extra cards, so I don't know. I was like, I'm fairly new. I was like, I, I have only been playing since uh, October. So I don't know. I don't know a lot of these cards by name. They're like, oh, next time bring your extra cards and we could probably trade and this and that. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So they finally get done trading and then we start setting up to play a game, right? So, so far, so good. Everything's normal. Now, 
first impressions of these guys, everybody looks super young. Nobody has facial hair. The one guy that did, it was kind of, it looked like prepubescent facial hair. Like it was peach fuzz. Like it was just barely coming in. So I'm already like, damn, I'm the oldest fucking dude here. Like I'm looking around and I'm like, damn it. Like that makes me feel lame. I'm playing with a bunch of kids, you know, the oldest one looking there. And I, and again, I'll preface the story. Oldest one looking there maybe was like, like looked to me like he was like 20 something, right? Like 21, 22 again younger than me five years younger than me but still young right everyone else looked like they were teenagers so we start playing and again i'm used to long ass commander games the rule of magic you can only in order to activate any cards or play any cards you have to have mana you have to have lands and you can only play one land per turn so that's typically how a game of magic starts. You put out your first you put out your first piece of mana, your first land, and then you know you end your turn. And not a lot of cards cost like one mana. <clears throat> well, lo and behold, this guy, okay, I put down this land, I tap it to activate this, and this land comes in, I can then search my library for this, this, and this. Boom. Already has like a creature and some spells out already in the first turn. My mind immediately blown. I'm like, what the fuck? what and i'm blown away because i've never seen that before i've never seen such a huge opening hand in one turn i'm used to me playing with the guys that were like okay and like i said these guys have been playing for years and years and years they definitely have the capability to be on that skill level but the decks that they have i've never seen them pop off like that so i'm blown away and the same thing happens with the guy who went second same thing happens with the guy who went third Lo and behold, it's my turn. Okay, I put down a forest and I end my turn. That's all I could do. Boom, second, it fucking, it takes off. One, the, this one guy won on turn number three. I didn't even get a chance to get to my third turn. He, he already fucking won on his turn three. And I'm like, what the fuck? I only had two fucking mana out. I only had two lands out. No creatures, nothing. And he killed everybody on turn number three. And I'm like, what? That game didn't even last five or like five, ten minutes. I was like, what the fuck? So then everyone start, Everyone puts their cards away and they bring out a new deck. So I'm like, okay, I have another commander deck I can use. Shuffle that one, get ready. The same guy then wins on turn four. And that time I did have one creature out, but it's not, it didn't matter because I couldn't even use them. So I was just like, what the hell? So I'm already like, yeah, I'm way out of my element. I fucked up. I shouldn't have played here. This was a mistake. I regret doing this. This is humiliating. Oh my fucking God. So then we get ready for game number three. And as we're, everyone's getting ready for game number three, another guy comes in. He's not playing, but I guess he's one of their buddies. And we're all setting up, and he they're talking to him and whatnot. And I go, hey, guys, out of curiosity, how old is everyone here? And everyone got, like, real uncomfortable. Like, they got real, like, silent and just staring at me. And they're all like, well, how old do you think we are? And I was like, oh, I was like, you guys look really young. Like, you guys are, like, teenagers. And they all started cracking up. And I was like, what the fuck? And they were like, oh, no. They're all in their fucking 30s. I'm the youngest one here. I'm like, what? What? These guys look like fucking kids. I'm telling you, I ha- I was covered in tattoos. I have my stubble, my beard. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? 
I'm the youngest one here. And so I started laughing and I'm like, oh my God, I, I was so scared that I was the oldest one here and I'm going to leave and you guys are going to be like, man, look at that old, look at that old guy who doesn't know how to like pop off and magic and whatnot. And they started laughing. They're like, oh no, that's what happens when you stay inside and play card games all, you know, your whole life. You never age. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're telling me, you know what I mean? Like these fucking nerds. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm a nerd. Like I, you know, I play Matt, obviously just got into Magic the Gathering, but I love Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Star Trek, wrestling, you know, sci-fi things. This is not, I'm a huge nerd. I consider myself a nerd, a geek. You know, I know a lot of stuff. You know, I know some stuff about anime, this, this and that. Like I'm, I'm a pretty nerdy guy, but these guys were just like, no, these were real nerds. So we get into our third game, and now I'm starting to get hungry. I'm kind of like, okay, we possibly had some potential dinner plans, wink, wink, you know who I'm talking to. Um, we had some potential dinner plans, and I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm fucking hungry. I'm ready to get out of here. This one, <clears throat> this game lasted about 30 minutes, and this one, this other guy won. And again, if you don't play Magic, this will sound like a bunch of gibberish to you, but he was fucking... <clears throat> He was just pulling out creature after creature, and he had spells that were copying those creatures and then making them stronger, and then he was like, okay, and then he was like milling his own deck, he was sacrificing cards, and then anytime he like he sacrificed a creature, that creature got to come out without using any mana, this, this, and that, and he was just fucking ramping up his board state, and I'm like, dude, okay, and it was like his one turn took like 10 minutes I was like, dude, come on, let's get a go on, dude. Like, I'm fucking hungry. I want to get out of here. Let's fucking go. And so sure enough, his one, his commander, because the a commander deck is 100 cards in total, and it's all of the cards are based about about based around one commander. You build your deck around this one guy. You, typically, it's like a legendary creature, and like you try to maximize his abilities and things like that. So. His commander turned into where his attack in magic it's called um, uh, power and toughness. But like if you're used to Yu-Gi-Oh, you know he t attack and defense. So his his power was seventy four and his toughness was seventy six, and it was like what the fuck. And then he had a spell to where anytime that he attacks with the commander. Uh, anytime he attacks with a commander, he then gets to distribute equal amount of damage to all other opponents. So he killed us all in one swing. And I'm like, dude, what the absolute fuck? And so then, lo and behold, and then this is something I was afraid of that I think I said, but I didn't want to, uh, something that intimidated me about playing at a comic book store and stuff was that I don't have magic cards memorized, you know, from Adam, you know? I don't know a lot of these cards. I know some basic ones where I know like the, the general gist of it, but like, I don't have these cards memorized from the nineties and shit like that. Like, I don't know that. So in me and with the group that we play with, when we play a card, like here, I have a, I have a magic card right here. Let me see. Okay. So let's say I play this spell right here. I would like if playing on my typical group of guys, I'd be okay. I play agonizing remorse target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it or a card from their graveyard. Exile that card. You lose one life. That's how we would play, right? We read the card. So that way the table, the opponents know what card you're playing. This is how the group would play. I play Agonizing Remorse and I end turn. Go to you. 
And then, like, the other person would just do it. You know what I mean? Like, it, like they just know what exactly that card is. I'm not like that. I'm not on that level. To me, that would take a lot of time, a lot of years to get to that level. So I was like, fuck this. So the commander deck that I played in this last game, um, the whole premise of the way the mechanics of this commander deck that I got, that I have, is it's all about letting me play an extra land per turn because you can only play one land per turn. So this commander lets me play an additional land each turn. And then anytime I play a land, I get to draw a card. So the kind of the benefit is that is that I keep playing lands and then I keep drawing cards. So that way I could kind of get a lot of stuff out and ramp up my board. That's the whole mechanic, the whole idea of this of this commander deck that I played in this game. Well, so then I get all excited because I play my commander. I want to start utilizing its ability and I draw a card and they're all kind of go like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? I was like, oh, I was like, because I played a land, I get to draw a card. And they're like, no, because of his spell, his enchantment, you can't draw cards. None of us can draw cards. And I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what card that was. And they're all kind of like giggling, like, how can you not know so-and-so? And I'm like, uh, like, I know they weren't directly trying to be mean to me. They were just kind of like giggling and kind of joking around because I told them I was new. But it was just like, oh, like, that's what I was afraid of, that I wasn't going to know these fucking cards and I do something wrong. So I was kind of like, oh, okay. And that kind of ruins the whole game for me because I can't use my commander's ability. Because then I can't, you know, that's the whole premise is to kind of start letting it pop off. But if I can't pop it off, I'm just there with a guy with one creature card out in the field and I look wide open. You know what I mean? Like I'm an easy target to kill. So lo and behold, I got killed and I was like, okay, yeah, guys, I got I to gotta go get dinner, you know, like I start rolling up my sleeve and, you know, or rolling up my play map, putting it away, putting my cards away. And I just fucking I bolted out of there. You know what I mean? I was just like, God bless. This is exactly what I was afraid of. I didn't want to do this. <laughs> if I ever do this again, I have to go with the group of guys that I play with. And I didn't want to, and even after I left and I didn't want to tell these guys and guys, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Antonio, Ray, Gabe, Garrett, Anthony, I'm sorry. Isaac, I'm sorry that I didn't do that. I didn't tell you guys. I was, I kind of wanted to be cool and kind of go do something on my own um, and like and then tell you guys afterwards if it went really well. But I was so humiliated. I felt like a putz. And I know you guys are thinking, you could have told us, David. That's no problem. You didn't have to hide that from us. I felt like I let you guys down. <laughs> so embarrassing. Oh, my God. But anyway, I mean, I still had kind of fun, um, a little bit of fun. You know, I got to play some magic. Didn't really feel like it. But I mean, either way, I did. I mean, I bought two booster packs, so getting more cards is always cool, I guess. But yeah, that I, I even telling that now, I feel so embarrassed. Like you guys are going to laugh at me and make fun of me, but probably just make fun of me for the fact that I play Magic the Gathering. But anyway, um, I'm going to go ahead and head out of here. It's about five o'clock. Leslie should be coming home soon from DoorDash and hanging out with her sister. So we're probably going to plan our dinner, see what all we what we're going to do. Um, probably get ready to hit the hay because like i said i got my first day of work tomorrow um wish me luck um thank you guys again i know i said it for like 20 minutes at the beginning of the show but thank you guys for listening to the podcast and supporting it um every time i see it on my timeline that you guys share the show um it, it makes my heart happy um it really does you have no idea um you guys keep listening to it you guys always messaging me after the episodes are posted talking about your favorite moment 
or what made you laugh and this, this and that. Uh, please don't stop doing that. Even if I don't respond right away, um, I still see it. Um, even if I see it late at night and I don't want to respond to you because it's late at night, please still send me those messages. Um, definitely. And guys, give me more topics to talk about. You know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of another issue that I've had. I know I posted, um, earlier this week that I was going to take a little break. Um, but I mean, lo and behold, it's, you know, a new episode coming out right now. Right. Um, but yeah, you guys got to send me topics to talk about. Um, cause I mean, if nothing really pops off like this past week, um, granted, I kind of milked it a little bit to talk about some stuff, but if, if I don't have nothing to talk about, I feel like I shouldn't even record, you know? Um, so fine. If you find something interesting or you want to know my opinion on it, you know, like, Hey, I saw this article. What do you think about this? Let me know. Um, you know, I, I definitely love that. <laughs> Especially those that listen to who cares. You guys were always good about doing that for who cares. Um, so definitely do that for this show too. Um, you know, I, I, you know, me, nothing's off topic uh, or nothing's off limits. I'm, I'm an open book. I talk about everything and anything. Um, right now I am working on a project for who cares. Um, might as well bring it up when I, since I mentioned who cares a couple times already. Um, I am working on a project right now for who cares. It's been very time consuming. If you're kind of using context clues, um, definitely something is coming it may not it may be what you expect it may not be what you expect i don't know i don't know what you're thinking but definitely something is coming for who cares that i'm pretty excited about um finally get some traction on that uh just saying if you guys want to blow up the teach i reached out to the teach excuse me i reached out to him and i said hey man school's ending soon we gotta start planning this and all he did was heart react my message he didn't he didn't uh, really acknowledge it. You know what I mean? So, Teach, I'm calling you out right here on my show, bro. I reached out to you. You got to you gotta meet me halfway, bro. If you still want to do it, I'm still down to do, um, you know, like what we talked about. So, if you guys really want to see a reunion of Who Cares or you want, you guys want to see new episodes of Who Cares, you guys start blowing up the Teach's phone. You got to start blowing it up, yo. Um, but no, just kidding, guys. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just playing. Uh, he is a busy guy. I know he's got his, uh, you know, he's moving into a new house soon and everything like that. So I know he's busy. But anyway, um, that's going to be it for uh, episode 27 of anybody listening. We'll kind of see what the week brings uh, with the total amount of streams and everything like that. So um, I hope you guys have a great week. Wish me luck on my new job. I appreciate it. I love every single one of you guys. If you are new to listening to the podcast, um, if this is your first episode that you listen to, Please go back and re-listen to episodes 1 through 26, um, especially the introduction where you could kind of get to know me and whatnot. Again, be sure to, if you're new, again, I am on Facebook. You can find the podcast on Facebook, Anybody Listening with David Clare. Typically, if you just type in David Clare, more than likely this show and my other show, Who Cares, is going to pop up. Um, there's not a whole lot of David Clares in the world, so... Um, look that up, look me up and yeah, again, thank you guys for your time. I love you. See you next time.